Welcome to episode 12 of the Bird's Eye View. I have returned, the bird has returned from Australia. I've flown back and straight into the action on this podcast. Today, we bring you a comprehensive Robbie's review of uh, what turned out to be quite damp double game week 26. We've still got a few games tonight to, to bring you. A lot of people relying on Spurs and the Canes, so could could turn into some excitement. But overall, so far, has been rather rather disappointing. But we must not stop because another double game week is upon us. After Robbie's review, we've got Birdie's bargains. I'm going to give you four options for bargains that could turn your season and bring you most valuable points. Jack stats a week back this week. We know how you missed them, missed that stat last week. And then turning our thoughts to double game week. Yes, another double. Game week 27, in which Man City have another two games. Hope you enjoy. And this episode is sponsored by Rivalry Side TV. Go give them a follow on YouTube and on Twitter. They have some brilliant stuff. So please do give them a follow and enjoy listening to the Bird's Eye View. Episode 12 of the Bird's Eye View and after 53 days down under in Australia, I'm finally back here in the UK in Cardiff and an absolute pleasure to host this episode of the Bird's Eye View. In those 53 days, Robbie has managed to bottle his 20-point lead ahead of me um, at the time. And on the 7th of January, he now sits miles behind. I don't even have to worry about him, really. Uh, and that just shows how much can change in 53 days. Um, and a lesson, a lesson to all of you that there is so much, so much of the season to go. There was only only eight game weeks in those 53 days. And there's another 12 to go for the rest of the season. So a long, long way to go. Uh, it's currently double game week 26, coming to the end of it. Um, and we're going to start off the show with um, Robbie's review. Robbie's review. Robbie. Um, so so the game week hasn't quite finished yet, so it's not a full review. We are recording this on a Wednesday. There's some games going on right now, but it's been a very busy weekend. Um, I've gained a massive 20-odd points on Birdie, so uh, you can hear him chatting now. He won't be in a few weeks because I will catch him up. Um, hey. There's been some big <laughs> results in the Premier League as well. Um, the standout ones, I think, were Spurs 4-0 against Burnley. Um, but Harry Kane, captain, has came away disappointed given that he only scored one goal and then Son and Bale both turned up with higher points total than him. Man City somehow managed to put four past Wolves. They scored two in about two minutes at the end of the game. It looked like it was a bit harsh on Wolves, but Man City are just rolling on as they have been all season. But with a double game week of Manchester City, there's going to be Pep Roulette and a lot of people suffered from it this week. Um, both Stones and Cancelo were rotated, um, as as was Sterling, Foden, Bernardo Silva, Gabriel Jesus. Um, so there, there's been some a lot of frustration um, towards Manchester City, despite two wins this week. However, at this moment in time, Diaz and Stones are two of the top three scoring defenders this week. I imagine this will change by the end of the end of the evening because there's a few more players playing. 
But at this moment in time, it's Diaz Stones and Kyle Bartley who are the top three scoring defenders this week. Um, Emmy Martinez is doing his thing once again. He's on 11 points at, at the moment. And this could well rise. This is probably going to rise again. Keeps another clean sheet and then he's well on his way. Gareth Bale is the top scoring midfielder, which is a real turn up for the books. He's got an incre- a very good 19 points this week. Um, it was a very good performance against Burnley and he still has one more match to play against Fulham tomorrow. So you could see that rise to 20, 25, maybe even 30 points for Gareth Bale. Uh, and at the, at the moment, Gabriel Jesus, who has played both of his matches, is currently on 14 points and is the leading striker. Um, there's, been, oh. there's been a lot of clean sheets this week. There's been quite a few. West Brom, Villa, Palace, Fulham, Spurs, Chelsea, United, Liverpool, Everton, all keeping clean sheets. Um, Burnley are currently keeping one against Leicester, who have conceded. Very recently, um, so there's a lot. There's been quite a lot of solid defensive performance this week, but the strikers are lacking a bit. The the, the ownership of the midfielders and and the forwards is low. You have got Bale, Mares, Pepe, El Ghazi, Neves, William, um, all as the highest scoring midfielders, and we don't. Uh, they're very all, all very low ownership, and at the moment it's Jesus, Lacazette, Richarlison leading the way for the strikers as well. So it's a very it's an interesting game week. There obviously there's still a few more matches to play, but there's there's a lot going on. Do you have any thoughts to add to this, boys? A comprehensive compliment, comprehensive first review from Robbie. There, I think what you're trying to tell us is that there's there's um, fewer goals, fewer goals happening. Yeah. Just yeah. around the Christmas period, we discussed how the amount of games was reducing the number of goals, and I think we're getting a bit of that. Right now, those number of clean sheets in there was ridiculous. And um, I think that, yeah, one thing to take from this week is that maybe it's the the money. The money and the points are in the defence, the defences these days. And uh, one thing I've taken from it is that, um, you know, Leicester have been unbelievable over the last month and a bit. Um, But they're losing key players and they don't have their... The players to replace them, you know, Barnes has been excellent. You know, Robbie's mm-hmm. brought him in. Was it this with your wild card, Robbie? Brought in Barnes. Yeah, I brought him in with my wild card, and he got me twelve points the week I bought. Yeah, him. that's good. He's done really well for you this week. <laughs> Pointer, excellent to see. And um, unfortunately, I mean, they've brought in Childry, and then they've also brought in Ian Atcho from Madison. And Ian Atcho, um, you know, he couldn't, couldn't, can't score to save his life. So. Um, uh, I think Leicester is definitely a bandwagon that we're going to have to get off. That's what I've learned. And I'm not sure, you know, who, who are we going to replace our Madisons and our Barnes with? Jack? Yeah, I think there's a few interesting options because obviously both Barnes and Madison are in that 7.3 and 6.9. So they're, they're in that 7 million type bracket. So if we're looking at options around that, there's actually not that many. But if we just drop down a little bit, Uh, to try and save a bit of money to spend elsewhere, then you've got a few really intriguing options. And I'd like to bring, let's say, three or four to you now, and you can have have a bit of a think. I think one of them is playing for arguably one of the most informed teams in the league right now that are pushing for top four, and that is Jesse Lingard. 
Um, Jesse Lingard has got four returns in his last five games. He's got a 15 point and a 10 pointer. That's two double digit returns in the last five games. He's looking instrumental to that West Ham attack. And he is priced at six million and he's still only owned by five percent of all teams. So he's still not a hotly owned player. prospect i think in similar to sujek is that he's quite an interesting one to have but he plays a bit further forward so i think i'm going to put a pin on that one for one second and just bring on to the next one uh, this one's far more uh well actually i say far more but he's only 9.7 percent owned and that is rafinha at um leeds i think he He's an interesting one. The eye test, he looks absolutely made for a top six team. He is, he's a live wire. He's creating everything that's good about that attacking lead side. I think we have to be cautious. He's, he's not as consistent with, with points. He's only, his last double digit return was in game week 20. And that was his only one of the season. But he just looks like the kind of player that is just waiting to come in with a big score. And obviously... With Rafinha, he's got a game in that blank game week 29, which is something that we should really be looking forward to. So there's two players within that price category. I just want to go up and go back to that 6.8, 6.9 million category and quickly touch on Mason Mount. Um, I think Mason <laughs> Mount, he's, if his name was Mountinho or something like that, I think he'd be higher owned than his current 7%. But actually, under Thomas Tuchel, he's got an eight-pointer and a ten-pointer in his last four game weeks. Um, I think he's on some set pieces as well. And he just he's, he's played nearly every minute under Thomas Tuchel. Um, so he's certainly someone to keep an eye on with a Chelsea side that are looking defensively solid and do have some relatively intriguing fixtures with Everton at home, but then Leeds away. And we know Leeds like to leak goals. You've got the blank, then they're West Brom home, Palace away, Brighton home. They are some tasty fixtures for Mason Mount. Any thoughts on those three? Mason Mount is an absolutely ridiculous shout. (laughs) Team that don't score, uh, uh, just absolutely not. If you're going to look at Chelsea, you're going to look at the defence. There's no way I'm going to go for Mason Mount. Robbie, over to you. Um, I would like to point out as well... um, with Jesse Lingard, he's playing Man United in two weeks. And I don't think a lot of people considered he's probably going to be ineligible for that game because he's only on loan at West Ham. And I think that's sort of gone under the radar with him. Oh, crap. So I think a lot of people are, <laughs> haven't really realised that and think they'll. He's, he's been quite popular on FBL Twitter, but I don't think many people are realising he probably he won't be playing against Manchester United in two weeks. So you do have to take that into consideration. You've got to make sure you have someone either you can rotate or you're going to have to get him out for that week as well. Um, I think Mason Mount could be a shout because he's he's offering value in that Chelsea team and he seems to be starting fairly consistently. So I I, I certainly see the logic behind Mason Mount and Rafinha as well. Um, with his fixtures coming up in game week twenty nine, he's he's he could be a very good asset to own as well. Um, I'd like to throw Ruben Neves in the mix because he's started to pick up the odd double digit haul and he's on penalties. He got a goal from inside the box against Newcastle. Which I know, Whoa. it's unbelievable. So if his, his role starts to change in this Wolves team, he could sort of become an option as well, especially considering their run of fixtures from game week 30 onwards. Um, they've got Fulham, Sheffield United, Burnley, West Brom, Brighton in game weeks 31 to 35. So he could be one to keep on the shortlist, certainly for now as well. 
So, Robbie, what you're telling all the listeners at home that the most transferred in midfielder with over 15,000, almost 16,000 transfers in so far this week uh, in Jesse Lingard is going to be blanking in two yes. weeks' time. Yeah. Where was Bren, Ben Krellin when we needed him <laughs> most? Just not the bird's eye view, really, is it? No, you don't get this info anywhere else. <laughs> Since, since our last segment, um, unfortunately, it turns out Ian Acho can score to save his life. Because <laughs> Ian Acho has just equalised against Burnley. Um, and that leads us on quite nicely. So, actually, it's a brilliant ploy from myself. It's a brilliant ploy because he is one of my next segment's focus, which is Birdie's Bargains. Um, and... Obviously, because Ian Atcher is such a top quality striker, um, we're going to focus on him. And uh, with Barnes Madison out, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Ian Atcher. He's 5.6 million. He's uh, started against uh, Arsenal, played full 90 against Arsenal, and he's already scored against Burnley. Um, he's um, decent fixtures in the next two weeks. He's got Brighton and Sheffield United, two tasty fixtures. And with such a world-class striker, you know, he really knows how to fight. <laughs> he really does. Um, I'm only going to focus these birdies bargains on the next two weeks, given that um, the blank game week 29. So Brighton, Sheffield United, five, five point six million. That's a bargain. It's an absolute bargain. So Ian Acho is... Bargain number one. Bargain number two is going to be an Aston Villa defender, and that is Consa. Consa at the back, he is a very cheap price of 4.6 million. They're playing Wolves and Newcastle, so could potentially be another couple of clean sheets for Consa. Onwards, and I'm going to call this a bargain because he has been on electric form. He scored a lot of points yesterday. Uh, and that's Riyad Mahrez, 8.1 million. He got 12 points against Wolves in the last... Before that, he got five points against West Ham. Um, he has played four games on the bounce, all 90 minutes in the Premier League, so just going to have to be careful with him. But Mahrez at 8.1, it's another bargain. Another bargain. And finishing it up, you boys are going to be really happy with this shout. Um, and it hurts me to say this, that he's a bit of a bargain. Um, but it's Diogo Jota. He's coming back. Uh, I think Klopp has said he's on fire in training. Yeah. No, if uh, if he's on fire in training, then you know surely he's gonna be he's gonna be back in the starting lineup. Get Bobby out um, at six point six million, and selected by two point three percent of FPL managers. He could be an excellent differential as well as a bargain as he plays Fulham and. Wolves in 27 and 28. Jack, what do you think about my birdies bargains? I think there's a mixture in there. There's a bit of like an M&M's packet. Some of them are great. Some of them less so. Um, 
I think I'm going to start actually with, well, let's give you a compliment. Diego Jota, obviously everyone that listens regularly knows that Robbie and I are Liverpool fans and we have missed him. He's, mm. he's, he's a very, very good finisher. I was looking at his, like his shot map and he's so good at hitting those bottom corners. Um, and that's why he's so consistent because he just drills it along the ground. And I think at that price playing in a Liverpool front three that desperately needs him right now. And is obviously out of the, um, FA and Carabao. Is it Carabao still out of that cup? Um, I think he's going to be played more and more. Um, and as Birdie said, he's he's looked sharp for that price. You can't really go wrong with Diego Jota, but Kalechi Iannaccio. Mm. <laughs> I'm not having it. I am not having it. Absolutely. He has got more than two points on one occasion so far this season. Game week 22 away to Fulham with a goal then. So this is his second time he's got more than two points. If you're going to use one of your one striker slots, which have people like Bamford, Antonio, Mopai, and all of these guys in for Kalecci and Iannaccio, for, for a side like Leicester that are struggling to, to create things with their two main creators in Barnes and Madison out, you, my friend, are having a laugh. I'm not having it. Absolutely not. No, no, no. Robbie, what's your saying? Yeah, I, I, I agree with Jack. I, I like to talk about Mares as well. I think Mares is certainly a very good option. He started off the season quite slowly. He'd been a very he'd been very hit and miss. He, he was sort of had that one good game against Burnley, but didn't do anything else throughout the first sort of ten, fifteen games of the season. But he's really picked up in the last sort of five weeks or so and he's looking like a proper option. It, Pep really starts to really looks like he's he's trusting him to start that right wing role in the team a lot. Um so but then Pep Roulette, you never know with Pep Roulette. It's, it's certainly one where you, if you put him in your team, you're going to have to accept he will be dropped um, between now and the next sort of three or four games or so because um, he's played 90 minutes the last sort of four or five games, I think it is. Um, I'd like to throw a, a little bit of Raspberry Ripple in the mix with another bargain buy that is a potential for bargain buy anyway. And that's Curtis Jones. Um, he's only 4.4 million. He started each of Liverpool's last four games. He has got one goal in those four games, so he, he's slowly working his way into the team. And Klopp seems to have given him a bit of more of a free role to, to get forward and try to be a bit more creative. Certainly did against Sheffield United as well. So if you're looking to sort of save up some money and you need you need that little really really cheap midfielder to free up some space. I don't see why Curtis Jones couldn't be that man. He could certainly then provide pretty good value for money. He's got very low ownership. And he, he seems to have cemented a starting role in that Liverpool team at the moment, certainly. Now, now do you think he actually has? Because that was going to be my question back to you. Mm-hmm. With um, Naby Keita coming back, with Fabinho, Klopp's talking about Fabinho moving back to midfield. You've got Genie Wijnaldum there. James Milner's around as well. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say he cemented his place. I think he he'll be around, yeah. um, but I I'll find it I find it hard to see him being a regular goer. You know, this is true. But, but it, four point four point four yeah. million. I think it, it could well be worth having him in your side because he's one of the cheapest midfielders yeah. on the game, and he seems to be starting quite a lot. Anyway, yeah. might not be every week, but four point four million can't go wrong. No, yeah, yeah, I see that. I think I think you've got your your Liverpool goggles on a little bit there, because <laughs> um, uh, look, Curtis Jones, I see where you're coming from, and uh, you know a lot of chat about him playing a more aggressive role. But at the end of the day, if Jota's coming back in, there's a high chance it will be the, the four of Salamane, Bobby, and Jota 
And that means, I think, uh, one, Jones might not play and two, Jones might be put further back. Also, oh, yes, he's started the last four, but he's not got, he's, he's been subbed in all of them. And, uh, you know, one of the things I like about my midfielders and forwards in FPL is that they play 90 minutes. I want them, you know, I lose, I lose interest in, in my players if they don't get on, if they don't complete the full match, you know. I'm only watching... Burnley versus Leicester for one reason. That's my FPL player. So as soon as they go off, well, you might as well, you know, chuck on EastEnders. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, no, Curtis Jones, he's not going to make it as part of my uh, birdies bargains. Um, but um, I'm willing to be proved wrong, as I was with Ian Nacho on this episode. Uh, <laughs> onwards from birdies bargains to that big time when a certain Welsh wizard... Is to focus. We've had Robbie's review, we've had Birdie's bargains, but the bird's eye view is not complete. Oh. Jack's stat of the win. Hello, hello, hello. Here we go again. I know everyone missed it. I didn't do it last week, and we've had numerous emails and letters and phone calls of outraged fans that um, are just in dismay that the stat of the week was missed out last week. But don't worry, it is back. And here, here is what I have got for you guys. And as Bernie said, it's about that certain Welsh wizard. And it is Gareth Bell has been directly involved in seven goals in his last four appearances for Tottenham in all competitions. Four goals, Three assists. What year is it? Probably twenty twenty-one. It's twenty thirteen. Gareth Bale is back. <laughs> <laughs> is it time then, lads? Is it time to go back to twenty thirteen pre-pandemic? Um, the sun's out. Gareth Bale scoring goals for fun. He's been linked to Real Madrid. Is it time to get Gareth Bale in your FPL team? Personally, um, I won't be doing it. Uh, I won't be doing it. You know, I'm a massive Gareth Bale fan and it's fantastic to see him scoring goals. Does offer, a, does offer, a, you know, a real differential. That's no Raspberry Ripple. You know, this is your Strachia Tellers with, you know, a bit of coconut on top. Ooh. We're talking with Gareth Bale. But um, look, I think it's it's a bit of a flourish from him and also... Burnley was so poor, so, so poor. So, uh, I'd be in against Fulham. But for me, for me, I think there are uh, other options, you know. I think I'd rather go for Juan Mares, who talked about... Um, Boo! <laughs> I definitely, uh, maybe even... Oh, no, not Lingard, because he doesn't play against United in a couple, couple games' time. Um, even Bernardo Silva, I'd consider him over Bale. Um, and also, I've got Son in my team, and Son is uh, 0.2 more expensive than Bale, so um, I'd definitely rather have Son over Bale. I don't know about Robbie, but well, yeah. So with the face of the stats, seven stat, seven goal contributions in four games, obviously fantastic. But you've got to remember, two of these games were against Wolfsburger in the Europa League. Um, so, and I'd, I'd be impressed if either of you could name a single player that plays for Wolfsburger without googling it first. Um, 
Burnley were pretty terrible. I did watch the I watched the Tottenham Burnley game, and Bale did play very very well. His assist was lovely, and his goals were both very well taken. So it it could be a start of some sort of momentum, but I think at this moment in time, certainly, I think you're better off with Son or Kane, like saving your money and just going for one of the either Son or Kane. Um, if you're going for a Tottenham asset, I suppose if you're in a position of being, say, 800,000th in the world, you're not really competing for your... Wow. For your mini- I know where this is going. <laughs> it, it could be worth doing because you could, that differential could make a big difference to you. But if you're actually sort of challenging for the titles, then I'd stay away from it. Hey, I'm challenging for the head-to-head title, which is the most prestigious title going. <laughs> yeah, and you also bottle in that league as well. So, um... uh, medals don't get handed out until May, lads. Don't forget that. <laughs> I don't know how I know that. I'm never there. <laughs> I, I would love to see Gareth Bale back to his best. If uh, I think it'd be would it'd be you? great if this is a start to a, a good run of form for him. But I, I think it's a bit early to jump on the bandwagon. I think because Son is such a better proposition than I think ignore Bale, for an extra two million, you could have a Bamiang. No. Which, again, if I'm in Jack's position, you know, it's got to be one of the two. This is outrageous, lads. I'm not coming on next week. (laughs) Yay, let's carry on. Another game week and yet another double game week for Manchester City. Game week 27 promises to be another big one with Man City. They're playing Manchester United and then they're playing Southampton, both at home. So surely that means Man City prospects are looking strong. Robbie, what are you going to do? Well, I think my transfer, um, the transfer out is rather obvious. Um, Mr Harvey Barnes. He's out for six weeks, I think it is. So I imagine that's probably uh, with my physiotherapy knowledge that I have as a student and soon to be qualified, that is likely a meniscus injury. Um, just a little tidbit for you there. Um, Thanks, Robbie. Well, Robert. I've taken him out and I've put in Riyad Mahrez because I have, wow. I had oh 1.5 million word. in the bank left over. I did this before the po- I did this before the podcast started, and I had no idea you'd talk about Mares, and I've already put him in my team. Um, oh dear, oh dear! I'm accepting the fact he there's a good chance he'll get rested against Manchester United, but I put him in for that game against Southampton, and because he has quite low ownership, I'd like a little bit of raspberry ripple, a little bit of mango tropical flavour to my team um, so I've chucked him we have Mahrez for Harvey Barnes that is my transfer this week Robbie Robbie that's yeah. how it starts and then you get pulled and you have to make more risky choices <laughs> and then you end up 800,000th in the world like me and transferring in Gareth Bale <laughs> it starts with the mango and it ends with the I don't know what it's melted <laughs> it's melted no, it's, all, it's all over your fingers um <laughs> <laughs> Brave Rob, that's all I'm going to say, mate. But yeah, sometimes I, you got to roll the dice. Yeah, to get that. I'm not giving him the armband. I, I'm because I think there is a, there's a, there's quite a risk he's rotated against Manchester United. So for that reason, I probably won't be giving him the captain's armband this week. 
Um, otherwise, not making any changes to my team. I won't be taking a minus. Um, for game week 29, I've got enough players that will certainly see me through if I make two transfers over the next two weeks. Um, so I'm not really bothered about that. So I think I'll certainly have at least eight, probably nine for game week 29. So I felt like I could make that transfer this week. Do you want a point? Who's going to? Who's gonna, who, and also, who's going to be your skipper? Who's going to be my skipper? I am. I am looking at Mohamed Salah, Youngmin Son, and Patrick Bamford. Bamford. Oh my! I'm not sure, Robbie. You're going to be in my end soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's probably going to be Salah or Son, but I don't know which one yet. Um, points prediction? Points prediction. Um, I'm going to be modest and say 65. <laughs> modest. Crikey. Modest. Oh, dear, dear. Well, I think you're a bit deluded. Mr. <laughs> um, well, but also, I, I think the Mara shout could be inspired. However, if I was bringing him in, bringing him in um, I'd probably captain him. One, because Mo Salah is not really firing at the moment and because Fulham just looking so sound defensively. Um, so that puts me off Salah as my skipper. Um, I'd probably go go for Son. Son against Palace. Palace not doing too well lately. They've got a lot of injuries. Um, definitely looking at Son. If I had Kane, I'd definitely give Kane the armband um, for this week. But for me, it's just preparing. My transfers will be for preparing ahead of game week 29. I'm looking at Brighton defenders because they have Newcastle at home in that blank game week. Um, so I want to get in, get in dunk, maybe one of a triple up Brighton at the back. So I'm just preparing for that. I'm quite happy with how my team's looking for this week. Um, I'm probably going to put Son captain. Might could be a Diaz captain, to be honest. Mm. I mean, mm. Manchester United against the big teams have been horrendous. They haven't scored yet against the top six. They haven't. There you go. There you go. Jackman, Statman, back me. Always, mate. Always. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, that was in tandem. That <laughs> was fantastic. Uh, Calvert-Lewin has got Chelsea away, so I'm going to keep him on the bench because Chelsea don't like to play football. They like to play um, So... I think, yeah, Bamford's going to get a start. Yeah, I'm happy with my team. I probably won't do any transfers. And if I do, it will be to prepare for game week 29. Um, again, could be a Fulham defender, a Derry Bio, whatever his name is. He could go in at the back as well. Um, before the wild card um, for game week 30 in that back nine, which is so crucial to our teams. Um, as Robbie went for his modest 65, um, <laughs> for in relation, I'm going to go for a modest 70 points. Ooh. Oh, huge, huge. So if you guys want to turn off now, because the two relevant players have said that, <laughs> but if you're just interested, a bit of pity listening now, you can listen to what a manager, the, the mindset of a manager who's 800k out of seven point whatever million. Um, which is still, I think, is pretty good. Um, my wife tells me it's a good score. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, similarly, actually, to Birdie, frustratingly, um, I'm on a similar mindset to him. Um, my current, I've got a bit of a short list. I haven't yet made my transfers. I want to wait and see what these next couple of days bring. But I'm looking at 
West Ham assets, particularly Cresswell. Um, I'm also looking at Saka and Tierney, um, uh, Arsenal, looking at the Brighton defenders as well, um, just to really prepare for that um, that blank game week, which I want to try and um, think, if I'm right, I might be able to get nine or ten players out before wildcarding in the 30 or so. Which I'm feeling pretty good about, you know, with the especially with Kane and Son in there. They're the two big boys of, of that blank game week. Um, so to have those two is obviously great. Um, I got to get rid of James Madison and I got to get rid of Eric Peters. So they'll be the two to make way over the next kind of couple of weeks, um, which is just kind of my hands being forced a bit there. Um, so yeah, I, it's feeling quite mundane. I'm pretty happy with my team. I'd rather not have Bruno. Um, I, I was actually thinking about taking Bruno out and bringing him back in game week 30, but I've got over a, a million tied up in him now. So I, I've just got too much money tied up in Bruno. So I will be keeping him. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of my team. That's my setup. Uh, I'm not overly happy about having Calvert-Lewin against Chelsea, but uh, I mean, he's still a top, top striker. Um, so that'd be interesting. I got Sun, I got Kane. My armband at the moment, at the moment, is actually on John Stones. Um, Stones obviously got a rest last night. Um, I I think City looks stronger defensively when Stones and Diaz are that back too. I think Stones is pretty much nailed on for those two games. I think it'll be Diaz and Laporte that play one game each in that double game week, if I'm trying to second-guess Pep Roulette. But I've also got Harry Kane there just knocking at the window and going Palace at home. So I might see how Palace get on against uh, United as well. And if they look like they're folding like a house of cards, then it might have to be Prince Harry. And my points prediction is 71. (laughs) Prince Prince Harry no more, I have you know. But it's just Jack, mate. Uh, Stones captain. I love it how you're saying, you know, you're, oh, are you quite sure he's going to play both games? Who knows what on earth Pep is going to do? Absolutely no idea. Um, so I think that's a bit risky to put it on Stones. I think Diaz is the one who you should be going for if you're going to captain one of them. He's missed one game this season. I guess we'll re- review that in the next pod, mate. Yeah, we'll I'm looking, looking, right. looking forward to it. I'm looking. You already owe me uh, vanilla ice cream on Barry Island. <laughs> Shall we throw in a Coca-Cola if whichever one plays more minutes over the next? You reckon, game? right? I think <laughs> Diaz is going to play more minutes for that Coca-Cola. You're on. We're on. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic to finish this podcast with a Barry Island themed uh, fancy football <laughs> bet. Um, it's fantastic to be back on the pod and i'd just like to just thank you for for joining me um thank you to our sponsor rivalry aside tv go and give them a follow on uh, youtube and twitter got some fantastic stuff on there and good luck ahead of another double game week 27 this has been bird's eye view